Listen up. I'm Amaro. And I'm Sin. And we're your hosts for Chaos Rising. Chaos Rising is a podcast at the intersection of culture and community. And we're here to talk about a range of topics and have some great versatile guests on. We might talk about culture for a couple episodes and then talk about astrology. And we'll have on writers and maybe even astrophysicists. Who knows? You'll find us here every Sunday, whether you like it or not. Put us on while you clean, while you drive, while you ponder life's infinite mysteries. So let's get it on with this week's episode. We've got somebody great for you guys today. Welcome to another episode, our fantastic and splendid listeners. We're glad you've joined us for another podcast episode. And today our friend Willow is going to talk to us about all things Marvel. So uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Cool, cool. What's up? Hey, I'm Willow. Um... I am a queer pastor of worship, so if you ever need a church that you're looking to be LGBT friendly and you see my face, you've walked into the right place. Nice. Um, so, Willow, you're a huge Marvel fan. Um, you're always talking about Sam Bucky. Let's get the obvious question out of the way first. What is your favorite MCU character, movie, and show so far? Uh, favorite MCU character? I gotta go with my boy Bucky, but like... Sam is right up there. Like, both of them are kind of like a package deal. Um, as far as my favorite movie, honestly, I think I'm going to have to go, not because of Bucky, but just because I love it. Um, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. It's, like, probably one of my favorite formal movies of all time. Um, <laughs> what was the other part of the question? Uh, favorite, the character movie? favorite show so far. Favorite show so far. Um, Loki, except for the ending. The ending was kind of, mm, I don't know. I think it could have been better, but I like Loki. All right, all right, good. Valid, valid. So how did you get into the MCU in general? Like, what was your starting point? My starting point? Uh, it was the first Iron Man movie, actually. Um, my dad took me to go see it when I was, like, eight. I think I was eight, and um, I had always been into, like, superheroes and, like, action figures and stuff, so my dad was like, hey, there's, like, a cool superhero movie um, that's going to be showing, and so he, like, took me, and it was awesome, and I was like, this is amazing, I love this, and it just kind of tumbled downhill from there. So Loki season one just ended. Um, what are your thoughts on it, and how do you, how is like you feel like Kang's death is going to affect the multiverse from here on out? See, that's what I've been trying to think about. I have I'm not sure what I'm thinking about about as far as like his death affecting the multiverse, but I know there's there's going to be some wild shit, and I'm excited to hear and see more about it. Um, but I mean, I liked this first season. I think some of the writing, though, was kind of janky as far as Loki's characterization, um, especially like the controversy over the whole Silky ship. Um, I know lots of people have problems with that in terms of like the whole quote unquote self says thing. My problem is not necessarily that, but more so of the fact that Marvel totally fumbled 
as far as the LGBT rep concerning Loki, um, mm-hmm. like the whole gender fluid thing, I think they really like dropped the ball on that with um, the introduction and then the character arc with Sylvie. Mm-hmm. I think it could have been done a lot better, especially like whenever they were in like that whole room with all the other Lokis. And then he was like, have you ever met a female Loki or whatever? And they were all like horrified. And I was like, isn't Loki supposed to be like gender fluid? Like, why is this a new thing? This is what happens when you have like the straights um, in charge of writing. The straights must be stopped. <laughs> They and then they have the audacity to they have the audacity to try and trademark the name Loki without even getting like the basics of his character down. It's like, come on. <laughs> Literally. Like they're trying to trademark the whole thing. It's like, do you know that it's Norse mythology? Right. Like Mm-mm. how are you gonna how are you gonna trademark that, my friend? I do I do have to say trying to trademark his own name is a very Loki thing to do. I don't doubt that he's behind this. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right about that one. He's absolutely the Disney CEO. Oh, For sure. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, so, uh, how do you feel about uh, how Falcon and the Winter Soldier fleshed out Bucky and Sam, as well as the whole uh, ear baiting controversy? So Falcon and the Winter Soldier as a whole, I liked it. Um, I liked a lot of the elements that they put in there. And I appreciate the fact that they did try to dive a little deeper into Bucky's trauma as far as him like being the Winter Soldier and all that. But I do think they could have played it out better. Um, The therapist scene, I'm telling you, man, I wanted to drop kick her. Like no therapist should be that aggressive towards their client for literally no reason like i understand you're talking to like a former assassin but like you're trying to deal with 70 years of deep-rooted trauma and you're gonna like attack him for what for what for Um, what as far as the whole queer baiting thing let it be known i am mad about it i am mad about it because whether other people want to believe it or not they did queer bait Bucky um, because whenever he was going on that date with that real nice girl whatever like that was cute that was nice but they he made a comment about his dating profile and she was like what kind of pictures and he was like tiger photos that was like a known thing for queer men on um, like dating apps like tinder and shit and then so i don't know (laughs) yeah tiger photos oh dating apps just like like, what (laughs) (laughs) no yeah the whole tiger photo thing i was like hmm sounds fruity to me (laughs) (laughs) and then they just don't do anything with it and they're trying to be like trying to subtly not subtly say like oh like buggy's like super straight and it's like no that man is fruity we all know he's fruity there is no reason he should be all up in sam's business like that if he was not fruity i'm just saying and then the bisexual lighting too they did both with loki and uh bucky you know loki was uh what was he what did he say loki in, in the show 
a bit of both, something like that? Yeah, a bit of both. She was like princesses or maybe a prince, and he was like, a bit of both. And then that was it. That's all you got here. That's yeah, like they game. said, ha like... Loki, bye, and then moved on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hello? What about Mobius? Yeah, really. Oh, God. Poor Mobius. <laughs> right. Poor Mobius. Lokius writes. That's all yeah. I'm saying. So, I know you and I briefly talked about Bucky being like a, a type of prototype for what Drakeoff did for the Red Room and the brainwashing right. that they did with the, the girls in Black Widow. But I was doing some research and it kind of, it looks like the Red Room's been around since like the 1930s. So like, what if Hydra stole the idea of brainwashing super soldiers from the Russians doing like with the black room. I mean the black room, the red room. What if they did that and they use that to do that with like Bucky and then Bucky being so successful at it, the Russians stole that back and used it to like, you know, give Melina a blueprint, a blueprint with uh, the mind controlling of the, of the widows that we see in black widow. I think that's a really good thought. Um, Cause I wasn't super well-versed as far as, like, the whole Red Room thing, so I didn't know that they've actually been around for that long. Um, But my whole thought process as far as that was concerning, like, I have no doubts that Hydra and the Red Room had, like, collaborated together at some point, but my Mm -hmm. thoughts were more so of, like, um, everything that they did to Bucky because they were using like electromagnetic pulses to just kind of create this massive trauma in, in his brain to kind of force him to be a puppet that way I had thought that Hydra had taken everything that they knew about Barnes and of the human mind um, in relation to them brainwashing him and just kind of like altering his mind and whatever like traumatic way that they could they had taken that information and like collaborated with the red room and say like hey this is everything that we know about the human mind and mind control and brainwashing do what you will with it and it kind of like i guess snowballed into a more finite way um method of like brainwashing and mind control instead of having to like physically traumatize the brain do something Mm -hmm. that's a little more subtle but something that works better because the brain is all nerves and chemicals no that makes sense uh so we also wanted to kind of talk about your buck vera crossover fic and the fan art that you commissioned uh which you aptly named the emerald witch uh how did that come about right right well the entire idea came out of a 3 a.m. energy spurt. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like, because I was bouncing between, because I was in the middle of watching The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I was like bouncing in between my Kuvir and my Bucky brain rot. I was like three in the morning. I had woken up to get some water. And I was like, what if I put them together? <laughs> And so I just kind of, I opened my laptop and I kind of started brainstorming because I think as individual characters, even though they're from two totally separate universes, I think that they do work well together. They have a lot in common when you kind of get down to it. 
so I don't know. I just kind of I started drafting some things, and the the initial idea I kind of just wanted to see them fuck. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, well, I can't just like make them fuck out of nowhere and not give them some sort of backstory, considering this is like a this is a crossover of a character from a cartoon versus. <laughs> Buggy Barnes from Marvel. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, how do I tie them together in this universe? So I decided to tie it more into Bucky's universe rather than Kugira's. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the whole idea, the fan art that you were talking about, she had her right arm was like the metal prosthetic kind of mirroring Bucky's because whenever I was thinking about it and the way I might characterize these people in this universe, they are mirrors of each other to some extent. Mm-hmm. So whenever they're looking at each other like head on, it's like it looks like it's the same side even though it's left arm versus right arm. But as far as Kuvira being in this universe... I laid out her story to be where she was actually the first, like, of the Winter Soldier program, the first kind of prototype um, as far as Hydra doing the fully, like, metal, like, um, cybernetic prosthetics. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like Bucky where he had like fallen off the train and then Hydra had taken him and they were like, oh, okay, we're going to do this thing because where do you get that idea in the first place? How do you test that out? So I was like, Kuvira was the test dummy for this. So mm. um, this whole thing came from, it's not in my story. So I'm going to give y'all a little tidbit into my mind as far as where this could go. Um, Back in, like, the 40s or whatever, it wasn't much of a thing for women to actually be in the military, in the army or whatever. But Bucky had gotten his orders, and he was already set off. And so Kuvira followed him. And where this kind of goes is that whenever the 107th is captured, she kind of wants to follow and go after them. But she's captured individually on her own, and they take her separately to kind of experiment on her because we know that they were experimenting with the super soldier serum and kind of like with the brainwashing already because you can see that in Bucky whenever he's asking Steve he's like um did it hurt and Steve's like a little is it permanent so far you can kind of see Bucky's already trying to figure out what's going on with him because he was already being experimented on but in this, like, little universe, what he doesn't know is that Kuvira is also being experimented on, like, on another far side. But they had the idea of, like, this whole cybernetic prosthetic thing, and they needed a test dummy to kind of work this out. And they were like, well, nobody's going to care about this little girl, this woman. So, essentially, they sever her arm, like, from her body kind of it's kind of brutal but it's not like a natural thing they straight up like severed it and then they just kind of like tested it from there is where her story comes from 
right. That's cool. That's cool. Are we going to be seeing more of them? You will be seeing more of them. I've been drafting out more to kind of give y'all more insight about them. I've been looking at some questions, so you guys are going to be seeing kind of the loose ends of, like, do we know if Kavira is still an assassin right now? Like, what was her motive to be in Brooklyn where Bucky resides? Like, did she purposely seek him out? Was it just luck of the draw? So you'll be seeing more of them for sure. Nice. Nice. So do you have any uh, favorite theories about the future of MCU that you've come across or maybe some that you've made up yourself? Favorite theories as far as like... hmm... Phase four, I'm just kind of curious to see where this is all going because we've kind of laid to rest most of the major heroes that we know, like Steve Rogers, Tony Stark, Natasha. We've all we've laid them all to rest. So I'm kind of curious to see where these new heroes come into play and what their story is going to be moving forward. I definitely want to know like Natasha's like pseudo sister Yelena. I want to know where she's going. Kind of curious because of the whole post credit scene in Black Widow. I'm curious if and when she does find Clint. <laughs> I want to know what's... Oh yeah, I want to know what's going to happen there. I'm curious to know if like how it's going to play out if she's going to eventually kill him or What's hopefully. going on with this? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Knock on wood. <laughs> Should have been Clint. Uh, <laughs> I don't even I don't even fuck with Marvel like that, but that made me super mad. It's just I don't I don't like that ending. Like from a narrative standpoint, I can understand Natasha's death because people are more are definitely more attached to Natasha than they are to Clint. So to kind of boot her off like that, it obviously is going to get a rise out of the fandom. But I think as far as like the storyline, it just doesn't make sense to me because now we're looking, because now we have Black Widow and we have that line where she says like, turns out I had two in terms of family. Mm -hmm. So now you're just kind of like looking at this and you have this whole fandom that's been mourning this woman since um this movie and now you've taken it to where you gave her two families and you killed her mm-hmm. like what the fuck is up with that like i understand that clint like physically like had a family like a wife and kids but they'll be fine I- no <laughs> <laughs> they'll be high <laughs> but i just I don't see where the vision lies here. So maybe Yelena finding Clint is going to give me more insight or give the fandom more closure as far as that whole thing. Do you, I do don't hope trust Marvel to, see... to handle that. <laughs> They're not that smart. Do you hope to see um, more? Uh, obviously, you probably do. But do you want to see more... See where Sam's story ends up in terms of being Captain America or taking on the mantle in like Phase Four, and possibly seeing Bucky getting redemption in Phase Four. I definitely do. I want to see where these two go. I want, 
I know that they're probably not smart enough to do it, but I still hold out <laughs> hope that maybe they can do better as far as Bucky's trauma with the Winter Soldier and not some kind of like half-assed therapy scene. Um, also, the whole like making amends thing never sat right with me because it's like you 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 wrote the character. You do know that. It wasn't actually him who did it. It was a brainwashed assassin, right? But okay. I digress. Um, <laughs> I do want to see more of where Sam's going to because I want to see how he handles the responsibility and the stress and just kind of like the whole world is watching him now, not like because he is a black man taking on the mantle of Captain America, who we all know has historically been white boy, blonde hair, blue eyes. Mm -hmm. And now it's like the whole world's watching him. So it's kind of like, I want to see how he's going to handle that scrutiny, but I also want to see um, just like more of the younger generation. Like whenever we saw Sam interacting with those two little kids in that neighborhood, when they were going to see Isaiah, I want to see more of that. Like these kids now have a hero that is just like them, mm -hmm. that looks like them, that acts like them, that talks like them. And now that now they have this person, I want to see how that's going to play out because me personally, it meant a lot to have, a man of color take up the shield because mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not black but I am a person of color and so to see somebody like that like be able to take up the shield and take on this like big hero um title just kind of like meant a lot and I know it means it's gonna mean a lot to this younger generation these younger kids and I want to see what they're gonna do with that and I really really holding out hope that they're not going to fumble this one. Well, I mean, it is Marvel, so... It is Marvel, but I have dreams. <laughs> they're not always good dreams, but they are dreams. Uh, so we actually did get a few audience questions this week. Uh, we have a couple from at Wreck My Plans. Uh, the first one, were there any uh, plot twists that surprised you when you watched the franchise for the first time when i watched the franchise for the first time um well i was never a huge like excuse me a huge comic person so i never really read the comics i'm kind of getting into them now but whenever i was younger i was more of like i wanted to watch the movies so um let's say like the captain america trilogy um, going from the first Avenger and then moving into the Winter Soldier, I was kind of taken aback because I had never read the comics before. I didn't know any of these characters all that well. And looking at that highway fight scene where the mask comes off and Steve's just like, Bucky? It was like 13-year-old me and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I like I don't even remember who I was watching it with, but I was watching it with somebody and I slapped them in the chest, like full arm, like, you know, that thing that moms do whenever they break too hard and they're trying to be like the mom <laughs> airbag. I did that shit and I was like, yo, that's Bucky. What the fuck? But, um, 
<laughs> Man, I'm trying to think back on all the times. It's been just just been so long since. I wish I could go back and watch all these movies for the first time and remember what it was like to watch all these things for the first time because now I've just like I've watched them so many times it's like what did I think when I first watched this movie do you find when you go back and watch them that you you find new things that you missed the last time you watched it I always find new things that I missed the last time I watched it and it's the same thing for me like playing video games too like I'm a big fan of The Last of Us, and that shit's been out for, like, years. It's been out since I was, I think, 13 or something. And so, like, anytime I play that again or anytime I watch, like, any of these movies in this franchise again, I always find something new that maybe I missed before. And I'm like, and my first thought is to go, like, text somebody. I'm like, yo! this movie let's say like we're watching like iron man 2 i'm like yo i just noticed this thing and they're like dude i didn't know that before and i was like yeah exactly (laughs) exactly what the fuck marvel (laughs) um if you had to rank the movies from most favorite to least favorite how would you uh i mean you don't have to go through all of them but you know the hulk is the incredible hulk my least favorite by far I think that's everyone's least that, that movie can choke. Like, I don't even acknowledge Wait, which one? Which one? The first Hulk movie or the one with, what's his nose? Because there's the two. one that has 66% absolutely... on IMDb. <laughs> there's two. I mean, the second one, I, I kind of, I, I like the second one. But okay, I, valid that you don't like Hulk. No, that one, I just... I can't do it, man. Um, the Winter Soldier is probably my favorite. I'm trying to think of this in order. God, I love Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Love the first one. Love it with my entire heart. Also, Ragnarok. Oh yeah, yeah. Is the love of my life. That's probably like number two. Nice. Um. I'm trying to think like off the top of my head how I would rank these but I just like the first Iron Man just because of nostalgia like I love it with my whole heart um I don't think I really liked the dark world I don't think anybody liked the dark world no I don't think yeah. anybody liked the dark world there, I've seen like two people that are like, "Oh yeah, the Dark World's underrated," and I'm like, "In what universe?" <laughs> In the multiverse. <laughs> the multiverse. What timeline are you from? <laughs> I am a bad Spider-Man fan. I still haven't seen Far From Home. I feel kind of bad about that one. <laughs> it was I okay. Saw, I saw yeah. Homecoming. I thought it was cute, but I haven't seen Far From Home. But I do like Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Like, yeah. I think he characterizes, like, a little high school boy very well. He's very likable. But, uh, yeah, I can't really think off the top of my head which other ones I would, like, rank. Mm-hmm. But, like, Winter Soldier, Ragnarok, Loves of My Life. Nice. And Ant-Man and the Wasp, just because 
I want Hope to step on me. <laughs> There's a few people, Sam. I want Sam. her to step on oh, me. that are like that. <laughs> Sam wants Hope to, like, choke slam them. <laughs> like, straight up choke slam them, like, kick them through the floor, and they would go, thank you. Yeah, that's, oh that's, that's, that's Sam. That's Sam. <laughs> Uh, this next question uh, verbatim (laughs) (laughs) oh boy sorry okay Um, verbatim is Captain Marvel a lesbian and can you say that (laughs) Captain Marvel space lesbian let's go hell yeah I love her also, if we're talking about sexualities and stuff, I personally will show up at Marvel's doorstep ready to throw hands if they fuck up Yelena being Arrow Ace. I'm just Oh, is she canonically Arrow Ace? Yeah, in the comics, um, she's Arrow Ace. So if they fuck that That's up cool. like in a cinematic universe, I will throw hands. Because this whole online thing of, like, they might give... Uh, Yelena's romance to Bucky, and I'm like, don't Mm-mm. do that. No, That's, no, don't do that. <laughs> Give Bucky's romance to Sam and call it good. Let men love men. <laughs> well, you and I were talking about this last night. Do you? I, I, I was telling you, I, I feel like what they'll do is with Captain Marvel because it's more quote unquote palatable for the for the male audience to have a woman be like the first gay character because it doesn't you know threaten cishet men's fragile egos and and they already hate her already um i can see them doing that with captain marvel i can see that them doing that with captain marvel and i don't have a problem with them making a female character gay but what i have a problem with Mm -hmm. is the fact that having a female character be like the first like ever gay character because it's more palatable i have a problem with that because i was talking to you about this it kind of perpetuates that whole like aggression and that overt sexuality towards women because i mean let's face it like when you go on literally any porn site like the first things that they're going to suggest to you is like some kind of like girl on girl Mm -hmm. porn yep and so it's just it's gross to me it's gross that it's quote-unquote more palatable for the audience to make a woman gauge because it's a woman and they have some kind of aversion to seeing men be intimate with each other, whether that's platonically um, through friendships or whether that's romantically, being romantically involved. I have a big problem with that in the mass media. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I mean, I think you answered it, but this next question is from um, Fake Capitalism. Um, what is your favorite movie series of the MCU? Like, for example, the Iron Man trilogy, or like you said before, I think it was the Galaxy, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I actually think that the Captain America trilogy is mm-hmm. my favorite, like, um, series within the franchise. Mm-hmm. But like, Guardians of the Galaxy, seriously, right up there, man. I love them. But yeah, no, the Captain America, I think. The Avengers trilogy, or I don't the whole Avengers movie, like some of them, some of them I love to death, and others of them I'm just like, what are you doing, man? 
I really think that they did Steve Dirty and the first Avengers movie with that outfit, though. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, no, don't get me started with that so one. so bad. It was bad. Uh, <laughs> next- oh. No, you're good. Go for it. <laughs> the next question. Uh, the next question is from Sam. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think of the Maria Hope ship? The love of my life. Maria Hope writes. I'm telling you. God. Oh my god. I want both of them to sleep on me. Actually, I want them Wait. to attack me. <laughs> Aside from obviously Sam Bucky and Maria Hope, what is your favorite? ship like if it, whether it's like canon or not uh my favorite ship oh that's a good question i like pepperoni they're cute <laughs> i love that name <laughs> the name gets me every time i love them um yeah i think i'm gonna have to go with them they're just uh, i don't know i've always loved them I mean, they're so fucking chaotic. It's, oh, I don't know. They just remind me of my own relationship sometimes because it's just like nothing but chaos. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I like, I, I vibe with that. <laughs> no, I mean, that makes sense. Um, Willow, thank you so much for, you know, jumping on today with us. Um, if anybody wants to find you on, on Twitter or read your, your Buck Vera fanfic, where can they find you? They can find me at Avatar Ellie on Twitter. You can also find me under the same handle on AO3 if you wish to read my Baguvira or any other fic I write. I have written lots of Corvira. But be warned, I write lots of angst, so if I hurt your feelings, I am not responsible. <laughs> A little disclaimer. You know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, so... I'm not responsible. This is your disclaimer. This is your one and only warning. Thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> Very Capricorn energy. <laughs> um, all right, well, guys, that's the only time we have for this episode. Again, you can find us at um, Chaos Rising P on Twitter. Thank you again, Willow, for coming on. We'll uh, see you next week. Hell yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye.